rolling on soccer and snow and smoke, the new season of the Soccer and Snow and Smoke podcast. I'm Andrew Houghton. Soccer and Snow and Smoke is brought to you by Zootown Sports Cards and Blackfoot Communications. Took a little break after the World Cup wrapped up because we were hitting it throughout the FIFA Men's World Cup as Lionel Messi lifts the one trophy that has eluded him so far. We were dropping a lot of content, analysis, opinion, reaction all throughout the tournament. So took a little break, but we're back now for the new year and kicking off the new year with a very special guest on Soccer and Snow and Smoke, one I'm excited about, a name that a lot of people back here in Montana will recognize. Joining me all the way from the East Coast, it's Avery Collins, one of the greatest high school soccer players in Montana history at Bozeman, went to Stanford, went to Washington State, and then went pro in the NWSL. Avery, thanks for joining me. Thanks for taking the time. Yes, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me. What an introduction. Can you follow me everywhere and just say that as I enter the room? Just like somebody in Game of Thrones, right? You need the titles after your after your name. Yeah, exactly. I'll pay someone else to do the visuals. Well, Avery, like I said, thanks so much for taking the time here to come on. Why don't you give everybody just an update on where you're at? You were playing with the Washington Spirit. That was your last team in the NWSL. But it seems like you have some updates on your career to share. Yes. So I guess heard it here first. I've actually just decided to retire this season and I have kind of quickly transitioned to uh, working actually for a startup here still in the DC area. So I can cheer on my spirit girls, of course. Um, But that's kind of what's new in my life. So I have moved on from soccer. What was that decision like? And, And just the process of arriving at a decision like that. And I know that you've suffered through some injuries. You were dealing with some ACL rehab, you were going through that, but just how do you arrive at the decision to give up the game and move on to something else? Yeah, um, I think that's always a really difficult decision for any athlete, but I just kind of felt like it was time. Yeah, I kind of struggled with some injuries. My tore my ACL my last season in the league, had some complications, and um, I think that time just gave me some space from the game and made me want to go and kind of explore myself in different directions. But I think as any athlete knows, it's like, as you start to take that step away, there's definitely so many doubts of, Oh, should I be doing this? Did I make the right decision? Um, Because soccer has always been such a big part of my life. And I think we'll always continue to be. And it's just finding ways to channel that love in other ways, which may not be on the field, but maybe it's watching or maybe it's coaching further down the line. Sure. So definitely staying involved in the game, staying active uh, and interested in the game. But can you tell us anything more about this new opportunity that you're getting into? You mentioned you're working for a startup down there in Tyson's Corner. Oh, yeah. Um, So I'm working for a startup. It's called Range. And we're actually doing wealth management um, and trying to create an all-in-one solution, kind of a, a sleek technology, using technology to break the traditional financial wealth management um, market. But what's funny is I really never saw myself doing something outside of sports. So um, that has also been something that was just a complete change is going and learning something new that I haven't really learned about my whole life. I did uh, debate kind of working for the spirit or staying in the sports world, but this opportunity kind of came about and I just felt like I couldn't turn it down. So that's, that's how I ended up here. Life's funny, huh? Yeah, definitely. And uh, what an impressive career turn, right? I don't understand anything about the wealth management field. Certainly, that's not something that I'm very good at. But going from playing 
professional soccer and, and jumping right into a new field like that. Super impressive. It's Avery Collins joining us on Soccer and Snow and Smoke. Recently retired professional soccer player with the Washington Spirit in the NWSL, and you will know her resume from Montana High School Soccer in Bozeman, won a state championship with Bozeman, was the Montana Gatorade State Player of the Year as a senior, went on to Stanford and then on to Washington State and then on to the NWSL. And Avery, that's kind of what I want to talk with you about the most here. What was it like coming out of Montana and coming out of a state that's not so much known for soccer talent and making it big like that? I mean, what was that process like? Maybe even walk us back all the way to when you were coming out of high school in Bozeman. Mm, uh, Yeah, definitely coming out of Montana. um, I think the first thing that just comes to mind is like it takes a village. I had so many people in my corner that were just so incredible. My parents, uh, my mom, she's really the MVP. Um, But also just having great coaches. I know you've had Erica on here. Um, She was a huge factor in my success and helping encourage me to think that I could play at that next level. Um, Her, I had some great club coaches, uh, Brody and Tim Gunsler, who they really also helped pave the way and helped get me thinking that to get at the next level, I had to get outside of Montana, um, which I think any players who are playing in Montana, a lot of it just comes down to exposure, right? So, a lot of the people who get looks are coming out of California or Texas who they just get to play year round, I think is the biggest difference. And so getting to a stage where I could compete against some of that top talent to prove that maybe I could compete at the Pac-12 or whatever level I wanted to, that was like really huge in being someone who came out of Montana, um, kind of taking advantage of those opportunities. Um, And then I think the second part of your question was just then getting to the big stage. What was that like? And as any athlete who goes, whether it's from high school to college, college to pro, it's always just an increase in the caliber caliber of the game. So quicker pace, you're playing against better athletes. You're learning the tactics in a different way that I really had never been taught. I think that was maybe the coolest thing about every time stepping up a level is just getting to be around coaches and other players who just knew the game so well. Um, and kind of getting to see, oh, how they play. I mean, getting to play along with some of the best players now that are playing the national team, like Katarina Macario, getting to watch her practice and practice daily, like that's pretty cool. So I think that was definitely a learning curve for me. But I think any kid from Montana, the one thing we all got going for us is we have a little chip on our shoulder. We're pretty hard workers. So that was cool. What an experience. Um, Definitely would never want to change that. When did you first start thinking seriously about going and playing college soccer at at a really high level that you thought you might have an opportunity to make it really big, to make it to the (laughs) Pac-12? Well, I always joke that my dad wanted me to play basketball, so I had to do everything in my power to not not go that direction. Um, But I think really when it became serious was when my mom helped me um, start playing for a club team out of Utah and... It was when I started playing with the Utah girls that it became serious that I could potentially play there. But more than that, it was like going on these Utah with the Utah team to these games. We now had the exposure of scouts. When I was playing on the Montana team, uh, I remember scouts would say, oh, yeah, that's cool that you're playing well there. But can you play against these other top top prospects? And so when we started playing on the Utah team, I remember it was crazy. The first game I played with them, there was like six Pac-12 coaches on the sideline. 
So a lot of it's just exposure. Yeah, and I guess we should mention here about your family too, and I didn't know the extent of all of this until Coulter Nuan has explained it to me, but your dad, Shane Collins from Bozeman, he played in the NFL for a couple years. I knew your brother Grant Collins from when he played Montana State football, but you really had quite a lot of athletic experience in the family, right? Yeah, that's for sure. Does that help as well? Do you think just, uh, you know, having people who have gone through it, having people who can sort of uh, tell you the way to go with your your dad, especially? Yeah, absolutely. I think both my brother and my dad um, were huge resources through the process. And also just like learning growing up, especially with my older brother and like learning to compete, whether it was against my brother on the 1v1 basketball court or wherever you go, that kind of competitive culture was just woven into our family from the start. So that was definitely a bonus. I got to ask, why was it soccer and and not basketball for you? Yeah, ultimately, I think when Stanford came to the table, uh, it was kind of game over. And I knew that not only was it one of the best athletic programs, but the academic opportunities were unparalleled. No doubt. What did you end up studying at Stanford? And what was that like also from the academic side? I mean, you jumped into one of the best college soccer teams in the country. You were there for three years. I think you won three Pac-12 titles. You won a national championship. You're in the NCAA tournament every year. But you're also balancing that with, I mean, everybody knows about Stanford's reputation for the academics, the studies. What was it like just balancing those two things? Yeah, it was probably the hardest thing of my life at that time. The two things, you kind of go to Stanford thinking you're good at academics and athletics. All of a sudden, you show up and you start to realize that you are were a big fish in a little pond. So I ended up studying engineering at Stanford and uh, got my ass kicked a lot of the times, but um, quite frankly. Um, but I think, again, it was just another test to teach you and like teach you self-belief at the end of the day of like, I can do this, whether it's soccer, whether it's academics, all persevere. So yeah, it was definitely difficult by uh, every every way it's avery collins joining us on soccer and snow and smoke recently retired professional soccer player she played a couple years in the nwsl with the washington spirit but originally from bozeman a great high school player at bozeman high school in montana uh, and one of the few players from montana to really make it professionally and to make it at the top levels of college soccer she's in here talking about getting her ass kicked at stanford well she graduated from stanford and four years and scored 10 goals and won a national championship with the Cardinals. So seems like it came out pretty good, but why'd you make the decision after graduating from Stanford then to move on to Washington state for that last year? Yeah, I decided to go Washington state because I wanted to play professionally. Um, and I felt like I needed to have a consistent year of starts and minutes under my belt to achieve that. Also, it was incredible to kind of play closer to home and have my parents at every game supporting me. So that was just the added bonus of it. But ultimately, it was really just to chase the dream of playing pro. Had you been thinking about going pro from the same time in high school when you were thinking about going to Stanford for college? Or was it something that that happened later? I mean, when does that idea come into your head? I think my dream always as a kid was to play for the U.S. national team. I remember I had Kelly O'Hara's jersey. And so that was something I always wanted to do. But I think you got to realize as far as like playing professionally, there was just like a lot of stability. I didn't. Now we have the NWSL that's more stable. But back then growing up, there really wasn't that many the idea of playing professionally. So I think as I got to college, that then really became, oh, wow 
I can play professionally. Everybody around me is playing professionally. Why wouldn't I try this? So I think I always had the aspiration to play at a really high level, but I don't think I ever really knew where the chips would land. But does anybody ever, you know? So I was just so incredibly blessed. Um, It was cool. I got drafted. So when I got drafted to play at the Washington Spirit, um, there was three other of my Stanford teammates there. So it was totally full circle. We were always joking with the coach, like, this is Stanford. You're trying to make this Stanford. Um, So that was also an incredible experience to play college soccer with, like, some of my best friends and then also get to play with them in a pro arena. Yeah, really interesting. Must have been, I guess, Stanford East on the training ground there. But Avery ends up... (laughs) getting drafted to my hometown team, actually, the Washington Spirit, all the way over there on the East Coast. What was that experience like, not only you know going through getting scouted, getting drafted, but then pulling up roots and, and going to the East Coast as you're trying to make a team professionally and, and start your professional career? Yeah, it's for sure nerve-wracking, right? Every time it's an unknown experience, you've never been there, you don't know what to expect. There's definitely the thoughts of, like, can I compete? Um, But also at some point, that's exactly what happened when I went to Stanford, right? So I picked up roots and I went to Stanford, now Stanford to D.C. And at some point, that kind of becomes the athlete or the life of an athlete. It's very transient. You're always living in these different cities. You don't get a lot of time with your family. So in the sense of moving across the country, I don't think that was as big of a deal, probably for my mom. I think she was definitely sad about that. But I think it was just all the expected nerves that anybody has as a rookie. Yeah, and what was it like going into training camp for the first time? And then when you're making your first professional appearance, do you remember like what the emotions are that are running through your head? Or are you just thinking about what you're going to have to do on the field? Yeah, I think it's everything. It's everything. You kind of, you black out, it's nerves. Um, and then hopefully once you get into the game, it kind of settles down and you start to realize that this is just something that you do on the day. But I also think it's like every first game, you're so nervous. You know, you've never been here before. Um, but it just comes with time. But I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't nervous. I still I still get nervous. I think there's always this idea that people never get nervous or athletes don't get nervous. But at least from my perspective, I can say that that's not true. You were coming into the league also, I guess, COVID was happening at the same time, right? Do I have the timeline right here? Crazy. Yes, it was. So my first season was COVID season. And that was also just madness it was the world didn't know what was going on we didn't know what was going on we were training half a season then our season got shut down me and my roommate were taking a ball to the field and getting kicked off by the cops um so that was just a crazy time um not just for us but obviously for the world yes avery collins great high school soccer player at bozeman high played at stanford and washington state and then with the washington spirit in the nwsl the highest level of women's professional soccer in the country, one of the highest, best women's professional soccer leagues in the world, actually. What do you remember just about being at that level? And you were there with Stanford. I mean, that was one of the best teams in college soccer. But stepping on the field in the NWSL and and every team's got players who have played for the U.S. national team. Just What do you remember about that experience? Like I said, yeah, there's definitely nerves involved. Um, No matter where you've played, what kind of caliber college athlete you are, I think it's always intimidating stepping up, seeing if you can compete at the next level. Um, I do think, though, uh, Stanford did prepare me well as the fact that I was playing with a lot of the girls that had played on the national team. So I think it was cool. As you become an, as you get into these spheres, you start to realize that 
all these people, all these athletes are just people too, right? Like they're my friends. I know a lot of them personally. And so that kind of takes some of the fear down a little bit for sure. Um, but also just like what an incredible opportunity to compete against some of the best players in the world. Some of the ones that I've looked up to my entire life, um, stepping on the field with some of them. For example, Kelly O'Hara was one of my good teammates at the spirit and just crazy. Like I've watched her on TV for years and now she's my teammate in the locker room. Um, we're eating pizza together. Like that's, that's like a dream come true right there. Yeah. Incredible. Any other stories like that, just of, of players you played with or against or of, of memories that you'll take away from that time? Oh gosh, there's just too many to count all those girls. I mean, they've become like my sisters, uh, even Kelly, hilariously, like, I love her. It's so funny. All the Stanford girls, I swear, those girls, I would uh, ride or die for, that's for sure. But we've had too much fun. It should be illegal. That's for sure. Well, we might have to have Avery Collins back on the podcast to tell some of those <laughs> stories at a later date, if any of them are, are radio suitable. But we'll get her out of here on this. Avery, first off, thanks again for coming on with me. But what do you take away from your career? And maybe what do you say to young women or, or even to young men back here in Montana who are trying to, to follow that path? I mean, you made it to the highest level of the game. What do you say to people who are who maybe have those same dreams? Mm, always with the money makers at the end, huh? Um, okay, let's think. I think like my biggest piece of advice is like live in the moment. I think so much of sports you can start thinking in the future or the past um but just really embracing where you're at and embracing the journey and not trying to always achieve these different milestones for me something that kind of came into my career later in my practice was meditation and just this idea of living in the moment really kind of transformed my ability to perform in different moments and just enjoy the sport and then your second question was, what was your second question? What do you take away from your career? And you just announced, I guess not a ton of people know yet, but you just retired. You're moving on into your second career the rest of your life. What do you take mm. away from the experiences that you had playing professional soccer? Mm, I think just believe in yourself. Whatever you do, whether it's soccer, um, your, your nine to five, just believe, be your own biggest advocate. Um, because the best players I've ever been around, the best teammates, they're the ones who are believing themselves to the end. So that would be my thing. Whether you're coming out of Montana and people don't believe you can do it, don't let that, don't let that sway you. Well, there you go. It's Avery Collins who came out of Bozeman High in Bozeman, Montana to win a national championship with Stanford in college and then played multiple years in the NWSL with the Washington Spirit, just recently retired and moving on into the business world. Avery, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you setting this up. I know it's been a hectic time for you, switching careers, starting a new job. Just thanks for taking the time and for being so open. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Best of luck with everything. Thanks again to Avery Collins. It was a real pleasure having her on and very gracious of her to give us a little bit of her time so soon after her professional soccer playing career ends. Thank you also to all the listeners on Soccer and Snow and Smoke. Couldn't do it without you. Hope you enjoyed all the coverage we brought to you during the World Cup in December. Hope you're looking forward to some more great content this spring. And thank you finally to our great sponsors, 
starting, of course, with Zootown Sports Cards, Missoula's hub for all things sports card and memorabilia collecting down there in the Stevens Center. They're still running the podcast discount. If you go down and talk to Hillary and Jason, mention that you heard about Zootown Sports Cards on Soccer and Snow and Smoke. They'll hit you up with a little discount, maybe a couple extra packs of soccer cards for you to take home with you. So make sure to get on down to Zootown Sports Cards, 2100 Stevens Avenue in the Stevens Center. Thank you as well to Blackfoot Communications, a great sponsor of everything that we do here at ESPN Missoula, as well as SkylineSportsMT.com. Blackfoot been a strong supporter of soccer and snow and smoke since the beginning. Whatever your internet, phone, or communications needs, get in touch with Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more at GoBlackfoot.com. We'll be back soon with more soccer and snow and smoke. Until then, I'm Andrew Houghton. Thanks for listening.